In real life, there's no set script. This is kind of on the borderline of like porn music. No, this uh, okay. like ride, Doctor okay. Dre. I mean, I kind of feel like the bra is about to come off. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think you're wrong. Okay, or maybe you're lighting the candle. Hey, baby. <laughs> nah, this this <laughs> this the type of stuff you go cruising to. Okay, cruising always made me nervous. Yeah, you go cruising, got the windows down, Tonight's turn that bass up that. a little bit. Yeah. It's still uh, 61 degrees and it's 7.05. Love to see it. Like, give me this weather all the way to, like, June 1st and then let it be, like, 95. But give me, like, 70 degrees, sixty between, like, 67 and 70 all the way up to, like, June 1st. Then get hot so we can have, like, the pool days. Yeah, I'm, about I'm good. It. I'm about it. You know, June, July, August, they should be scorchers. That's just the way it goes. Somebody on the text line from the 816 says, my brother named his dog Hosmer. From the 913, Hosmer wasn't afraid to take chances also. Yeah, Hosmer knew that Lucas Duda was playing first base in the World Series. Yeah, he was like, he was like that dude, he can't play no damn defense. That's when you knew Hosmer was a real one at first base because he was yeah. like, I know who's at first base, and the minute I get a chance, I know he can't throw it 90 feet. Yeah, yeah he knew it. And he couldn't. He knew it. And then Duda came to Kansas City, still couldn't do it. Yeah, still couldn't do it. Somebody said, I got a tear in my eye. I love Taz. Well, that's good. I mean, athletes should make you emotional if you have a good time. Uh, don't forget, Bob Fesco, Josh Klingler, uh, the hosts of Fesco in the Morning, tomorrow at 9 a.m. Central. Fesco is very, very good at his his time zones. Bob Fesco has tweeted or X'd. Uh, updated programming note, the real Haas thir- 305 will now join at 9 a.m. Central on 610 Sports KC on Thursday morning. You can listen live via the Odyssey app, and you can listen to 610 Sports Radio. But Hosmer will join Fesco and Kling tomorrow at 9 a.m. Um, do you think there'll be a quick trip at the K? you think that's part of the sponsorship? Yeah, I would think so. That's awesome. I would think. I mean, that's great. That, <laughs> that, that just kind of goes hand in hand there. Yeah. So like, there'll be like a quick trip corner? Probably, yeah. Oof, boy. Yeah. Wasn't there quick trips at the T-Mobile Center, the Sprint Center at the time? I don't know if they're still I, there. I don't recall. I feel like there were quick trips. And it, it would make sense. Quick Trip has a very strong presence here in Kansas City. Do you enjoy Quick Trip? Yeah, I like it. Okay. It's a good spot. I'm not as, like, super into it as some people are. Like, yeah, I know Bink loves Quick Trip. It's his favorite spot. Nick Price. Yeah. Uh, Nick, Nick likes the... Oh, man. He likes it, too. We do shows on Monday night. He'll be like, I don't know if I'm going to Chick-fil-A or Quick Trip. I'm like, well, that's really not a fair thing to decide because <laughs> I'm going Chick-fil-A every time. He did, he loves him some Chick-fil-A. Oh, man. Every Monday night, I think yeah. he goes to the one right across the yeah, street. Yeah, he loves it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Quick Trip's just – the only reason I think I love Quick Trip so much is because the people that don't have it, when they come to it, they're like, wow, this is nice. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's cool. They have they're everything. like, oh, screw you, man. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, I've had this my whole life. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've been to many a quick trip in my life. Yeah, I've been building hot dogs and breaking taquitos in half and hide. I was, a go- I was going to quick trip since before they had the clear hot dog to-go box, when they had the yeah. styrofoam, yeah. and they didn't know you were hiding two taquitos in right, there. Yeah. I was that guy. I'll admit it. Hand to, hand to God. I was that guy. I would break a taquito in half, put it in the side of the box, and then load my hot dog up. 
Now I put cheese on the bottom of the bun, put the hot dog on top, mustard relish. Yeah, my dad had one of the uh, one of those like. Uh, one of the one of their like special cups or whatever, mm-hmm. but they're like the hard ones mm-hmm. they used to sell there. Yeah, he, like the yeah. black one with the red lid. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. he had built he had in straw. Yeah, this is like thirty years ago. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, he had one of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everywhere he went, when he because he was a delivery driver, and everyone he everyone he had, uh, yeah, well, probably got like a discount every time it. he used it. Oh yeah, it's probably like a fifty cent yeah, refill. Yeah, yeah, get on get on that that coffee mm-hmm. or you know any other drinks they got there. Yeah, Do you have a select it. item that you get at Quick Trip, or you go to Quick Trip Fours is just kind of one of those like I feel it when I walk drinks. in. Just drinks, like sports drinks. Yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll get like a Powerade or yeah. a Gatorade or something. Yeah, they got good ice too. They do. Yeah, their ice is really good. I had Quick Trip today actually. I had a taquitos, side of cheese. Uh, I'm, good on, sauce. I'm good on the taquitos. Yeah, you probably shouldn't eat them. No, um, but they're good. You know, <laughs> the hot dogs. I'm good on those too. Hot dog, probably. Yeah, they're made weird, but they're good. Yeah, they taste funny. I'm good. Their jalapeno uh, cheddar sausage link is really good. Their breakfast isn't bad either. They're just. I they love do have food. a good like the the sausage and egg and egg and cheese. Biscuit. Although I found out That's you got to order it live, and it's like fifty percent better. Because sometimes you don't know how long it's been on the heat yeah, lamp. And you that's wanna, just gas station. Yeah, you got to get it early. You know, you got you to gotta flip it over, look at the little sticker, and see when the time it was. If, if you get it after 8, 8 a.m., probably probably been there for a few hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That biscuit's a little tough on the outside. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, it's a little hard. Mm. I always get the sausage, egg, and cheese croissant. Order the, is special. Yeah, but that's another. You really got to get that's that one That's the one fresh. you have to order because when you got to get that one fresh because yeah. if it's been sitting in there, it's not good. They've also got like the 49-cent cone, a little ice cream cone, 49. At least it used to be. It's probably 89 cents yeah, now. Probably, inflation probably pushed that. Oh, uh, yeah, 1,000%. Back in my day. Uh, Character Concerns Podcast. How's that rolling? Pretty good. Had a new yeah. episode come out today. We, uh, yeah, we put out a yep. new episode. We recorded yesterday. Uh, put it out last night, so it is up right now. So it's out, so we can spoil it a little bit. Yes. What is the what is the minds of Binkley and Unicero thinking right now for one free agency? Then I'll ask you about the draft. So on this episode, we just did like rookie grades mm-hmm. for the twenty three class. Did Rice get um, an A? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, come on now. Like, how could you look Should've. at, especially the expectations for him at the beginning of the year? What, was he third in yards after catch in the NFL? Yeah, he was second for all rookies in receiving yeah. yards. What like, a year yeah, for no, Rashi. Yeah. He, he had a great year. Think he was targeted by J- Brett Veach? Oh yeah, ah, of definitely. Course. They traded up to go get him. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Lions. <laughs> and he was at camp. He was at camp pad too. So. Yeah. They called him Sammy yeah. Watkins before he took a play in the right. offense in the fir- in a real football exactly, game. Exactly. Yeah. So. And he was. He was Sammy Watkins. He, exa- he was exactly what they That's what, they what you need. There, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll probably get more into free agency and uh, yeah. and kind of approach to the draft here after the combine. Combine's mm-hmm. going to start next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, right now, I mean, free agency's going to start in, what, two weeks? Yeah. A little bit over two weeks, about two and a half weeks now. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to pick up here pretty soon. And is the combine next weekend? Combine combine starts middle of next week. Okay, and it runs through the weekend. Yeah. So uh, big day is going to be Saturday. That's when you get quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, uh, tight ends. So um, that's going to be the day to watch. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to see those, especially the receivers, because uh, forty times are going to be really important. That's going to make a lot of guys money, and yep. also. You're going to want to see some of those guys as far as route running goes because 
Um, you know, those cone drills, the route running, that's going to be paramount for kind of discerning the draft order for these receivers. There could be a lot of receivers taken in the first round this year. Right. And Binkley thinks there's going to be eight. He thinks they're going to set the record. Yeah, he thinks it's somewhere around seven to eight. Right. Because yeah. the record's what, seven? I think it's seven, yeah. 2013? Maybe I'm wrong on that year, but I want to say it was 14. 14. Might be. 14. I know it's in that window. Yeah. And the other thing that comes with the offseason is the realistic approach to the free agency. Because this is where you can find a lot of Chiefs fans kind of talking out of two sides of their mouth, right? Oh, I want to keep Snead and I want to keep Jones. I also want to keep Willie Gay and I want to keep Drew Tranquil. But I also want to go get a wide receiver one. Okay. Well, you know they're going to draft one. We know they're going to draft a receiver. Like I, it is a, it's a free space on a bingo card. I can almost guarantee they're going to draft a receiver. Oh yeah, they'll, they'll. I don't know if it's going to be round one, but right. they will get one. I think in the first two rounds. And you know, no one's trading up for you. You know, they're done with that. Like the Chiefs are never going to move from thirty-two. Yeah. The most they might get is like the twenty-seventh, and probably not. I mean, I don't see like any the, AFC teams right. doing it. I mean, maybe an NFC team. That it kind of feels like they can trade back and get some value maybe, yeah. but I, I honestly don't see that happening. So what do you think is the realistic approach to some sort of wide receiver that's a free agent? So, uh, and, and I've talked with some people about this. Because a lot of people, the big names are Mike Evans, yeah. Michael Pittman Jr., Calvin Ridley. Well, I, I think we can cross Michael Pittman Jr. off that list. They're going to give him the bank, right? Yeah, he's he's going to get at least 25, 24, 25 a year. Okay. He's young. I mean, it's the second contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ain't – the Chiefs – he's out of the Chiefs' price range because the Chiefs are not going to commit that much money to a receiver like that. Correct. Um, so what I think they probably do – is they're going to try to look for a guy that they can go short-term, but they can pay him a, a, a good amount of money. Mm-hmm. So the options there are like Calvin Ridley and uh, Mike Evans. Okay. Guys that will probably command. Now, Ridley will probably be cheaper because he hasn't really – it's been, what, three years since he's had a great season. Mm-hmm. So I think Ridley is a, is a cheaper option. And Doug Peterson runs a similar offense to what the Chiefs run anyway. So there's going to be some familiarity there. So he could definitely be a strong option for them. Mm. The other option, though, Mike Evans, who's been like one of the favorites as far as free agent receivers go. Yeah. Probably a two to three year deal. And I would would probably guess maybe somewhere around 20 a year or something like that, which is a lot of money to pay. But, um, Look, you're trying to go for a three-peat, and you definitely need some receiver help. And I don't think the Chiefs should go into this this mindset that we're going to go find another Rashi Rice in the draft. Yeah, It's just so hard. Um, it might be a developmental guy, and we know how Andy's system is. It's a little complicated for receivers. So I think it's smart for them to go short-term, receiving, you know, veteran receiver, and mm. then you draft a guy that you can develop at the same time. So I kind of think that's where you go there. Now, whether you take that receiver in the first round or you take him in the second round, maybe trade up and go get him in the second round, mm. that's going to be interesting because I do think there's some other interesting options that they could go at 32 in the first. So, right. um, But, yeah, I mean, I think, number one, you've got to get a veteran receiver and you've got to draft a young one. And according to this, Mike Evans is – contract market value 
is a four-year, ninety-five million dollar contract. Yeah, so I don't. Th- I, I don't eight. think he's going to get four years. No, he's I think it's two to three. Old. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's gonna, he's probably going to get two to three years. But I don't. I don't think teams. I, I don't think there's uh, any team out there that's going to give. I mean, even though he's been great, ten mm-hmm. straight thousand-yard seasons for yeah. his career. I mean, that's it's really impressive. Yeah, he had seventy-nine for twelve fifty-five yeah. and thirteen touchdowns. This but year. I just don't see a team no. giving him four years. No, I think. Three years is, is tops, and I think he's probably going to be somewhere at, at least 20, maybe 25. We'll if see. you don't get a guy um, like a you know like a guy that a lot of people are pining for, like a Michael Pittman Jr. or Mike Evans or a, you know, Cal Ridley, you know, there are guys out there that are like Curtis Samuel, who I think would be a good piece in this offense. Curtis Samuel last year had 62 receptions for 613 yards with a terrible quarterback, still had four touchdowns. When you have a guy like Rushy Rice – may not need a standout wide receiver one. Maybe you run with two wide receiver twos. You go draft a guy that maybe you can develop, like you said, still have Travis Kelsey to lean on, and you still have Isaiah Pacheco. We know what the offense is going to be next year. It's going to be a lot like it was this year until somebody tries to stop it. But you have guys like a DJ Shark, like a Curtis Samuel, like a I think a lot of people are kind of over the T. Higgins thing because of injuries. But, again, those guys are all like 25 you know, DJ Shark is 27. I think Curtis Samuel's 27 as well, getting ready to be 28. But that guy fits that perfect spot of like the two third year option, play till you're 30, 31, give you a little bit of money and give you a chance to win. So I like Samuel as like a gadget type player. Yeah. I don't want the if they if PB they gotta spend MBS. if they gotta spend more than like ten million for him, no. Yeah, I don't but, think he's gonna get that. Yeah, but if you could get him on like a two year deal for twenty and yeah. you can you can kind of see what he does after year one. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm down for that. I, I like I like Samuel. I thought he was a bit underutilized in Washington. For so sure. I, I do think that that could be a good option for them. I kind of feel like um that would be a type of move that would be a very Brett Veach like move, mm-hmm. which is, Hey, we got a good receiver in Rashi. Let's try to see if we can get some really good value in a guy that was underutilized mm-hmm. when he played in Washington and before when he played in Carolina. So I do think that that that's an interesting option. Shark as well, though yeah. they, they had the option to go and get shark last couple of years because mm-hmm. sharks only been getting one year deals yeah. and it hasn't quite worked out for him. So uh, I'll be interested to see if they even think he really fits what they want at yeah. a receiver. Cause I kind of feel like maybe he's not really a stylistic fit, but I do think that Curtis Samuel, because he can do a lot of the gadget things mm-hmm. is a, is a really interesting option there for them. So other names that are kind of in that realm are KJ Osborne, free agent, uh, Rashid Shaheed out of New Orleans, also a free agent. He had 46 for seven, 19 and five touchdowns last year with Derek Carr and God knows who else is quarterback. Jameis Winston at times, uh, what's the guy they use as a quarterback tight end? Can't think of his name. He Taysom picks. Hill. Yeah, I can't stand that guy. Uh, I don't know why. Just fantasy nightmare. It's, he's a uh, nightmare, and also because Sean Payton swore he could make him into a quarterback. Yeah. And, and then couldn't. there's the the big one, Gabe Davis. I don't know if the Chiefs try to go after that or if that's just something that just never will uh, turn up. Uh, I don't know, but this seems like there's no wide receiver one. He doesn't have Stephon Diggs to look after. He's got the talent. We've seen it, but I don't know if he's worth the headache that could I, be coming. I with think he, I think someone's going to give him a, a contract, and he'll never live up to it. They're just going to overpay him. I think he's going to get overpaid by somebody. Ah, I just he's very talented. Yeah, he's super talented, but he never quite broke out in Buffalo. Mm-mm. And I just I don't see that because I, I think someone's probably going to give him like fifteen to eighteen a year. Woo. And I don't think he's going to be worth it. So, yeah. and I'm not, not to say he's a bad receiver. It's just like he had 
four years to break out in right. Buffalo, and he never broke out. Like He had one game. He had one game, the divisional game, the 13-second game. Four and touchdowns, that, that 220 yards. And that was it. And it's like he'd make some big plays there here and there. Shahid's interesting because he is a deep threat, mm-hmm. and you know he does have some speed to him. So he is an interesting option as well. Um, but he's I, one of those ten mil a year guys. Yeah, but I think I, mm. I think he's pro, he might get a little bit more because somebody nice. might bet on him, kind of like what you saw with like Christian Kirk mm-hmm. when he went from Arizona to Jacksonville. What he signed eighty five million. I, or I something think it was like, like I think it was like eighteen a year. It was like yeah. four for eighteen. Yeah, and he set was, the market. Like he started. It. He's the reason why Tyreek Hill got thirty. Yeah, yeah. him and Devontae <laughs> yeah. Adams like kind of went above. Yeah, and exactly. Everybody. So it's like it's like I kind of feel like he might get something like that. So right. I. Personally, I mean, Mike Evans obviously would be my top option. Sure. But if it doesn't happen, Curtis Samuel, I think, is a good option as well. Um, Obviously, you still got to draft a receiver. Um, Whether it's the first or second round, we'll see what their plan is. But they they definitely have to draft a receiver. They got to get a guy who's going to be a deep threat for them. I just, yeah. I think Curtis Samuel is a good sleeper to think about. Samuel's, like I said, Samuel brings them the kind of gadget type Mm -hmm. play that they love at wide receiver. They did it with Tyreek. They did it with McColl. Um, they love those kind of players. Like Andy loves those guys that he can line up in the backfield. He can move around and do all types of uh, motion with Samuel's that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And they can get that kind of production. He's proven to be like more reliable than a guy like Kadarius Tony, who sure. they thought oh, was going to be that guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, coming up on the other side, JJ Reddick had a very interesting comment, uh, about doc rivers. And then he doubled down and had another very interesting comment about what maybe you like to hear or what you really want to hear when it comes to the media. Plus Justin Fields, Vern talked about earlier, but Justin Fields had audio too. He, we know what he's doing. Justin, come on now. Come on now. But first I want to talk about JJ Reddick on the other side of the after hours, 610 sports radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. After hours on a Tuesday, no, Tuesday, on a Wednesday night. Feels good to be back. I'll tell you that. Uh, I am rested. I am I am good to go. I am. It felt good to take time. That's the first time I think in my radio career that when the boss has asked me if I need any vacation time, that I've actually been like, yeah, you know what? Screw these guys. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't mean it like that. But like, yeah, for sure. Man, that last month, man! Wow, what a what a ride that was! Yeah, golly, that was that, uh, that was the most intense <laughs> playoff run yeah. I've ever been a part of, and I've yeah. been here for every single year of Mahomes. It was emotionally exhausting. It was just like, man, like Christmas. It's the worst thing you've ever seen. To oh, they won the division again, like two weeks later. Oh, they're in the playoffs now. They got to go on the road, and then they got to win this game. Then they won that game. Then they play the AFC champion. Uh, or the number one, see the Ravens. Okay, then it's like, oh, you know, wait, two more weeks of the Super Bowl. Good Lord. What a run that was. Man. Yeah, that, that was. was <laughs> my throat hurt for like a week. Um. So, yeah, that was, I I, I appreciate you all uh, coming along for the ride. I mean, 
you had, I mean, you had, an, you had a long time with all that, like being in here, doing the podcast, doing the other job, doing this job, taking care of Binkley to keep him on the same line as the character concerns thing. I know that could be fun <laughs> at times because Binkley will get on a tangent. And you're like, yeah, we can go on this for like 10 minutes, but all right, we got to bring it back. <laughs> He's actually been good. He's actually been good uh, about staying on topic. Well, yeah, it when hasn't you, been much. When you talk about, when that. you talk about the draft and the chiefs, it's pretty easy to keep him, uh, keep yeah, him on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's been really good about staying focused and on. So yeah. I bring up the word anus and I've lost Binkley for two segments. <laughs> Here's J.J. Redick. You remember him, one of the best college basketball players you've ever seen? Yep. He had some comments about Doc Rivers I don't think he was wrong about, but then he brought up the fact that people don't want to hear slash do they want to hear or what do you like to hear when it comes to the media? Now I want to address Stephen A's point. It's when is it players' jobs to educate people on basketball? When did that become a thing? When did that become a thing? Isn't that our job? Isn't that our job? I'll answer. I'll I do answer that as my I'm, job. I'm, I'm, That's I'm, my job I'm, to educate I'm, people I'm on letting, basketball. I'm letting you speak, no, and then I, I'm, I'll I'm, answer. I, I'm, it's our job, Stephen A., to educate mm-hmm. people on basketball. It's okay. our job. And here's the reality. This is the okay. ecosystem we live in. I can do a okay. video on my podcast. I can do a video on my podcast where I break down the last nine games the Pelicans have used Zion Williamson as the primary ball handler and what type of actions that has led to. I looked it up this morning, 54,000 views on YouTube. But I want to call out a coach yesterday. Oh, that gets tens of millions of engagements. That's the ecosystem we live in. So do fans actually want to be educated or not? Mm-hmm. Do they? Mm. I don't think he's wrong. I also think that he has an interesting way to go about it. But I do think that at times there are people that say they want to hear the sports take, but then when you deliver it in the way that it has been given to you, it's like, well, that's not the truth. And a couple of examples would be maybe salary cap options with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Would it be great to bring everybody back? Yes. Am I going to get more attention on this show if I give you the truth and cold, hard facts of what Brett Veach has done to contain the success in this franchise? Or am I going to get more likes and attention on this show if I explain to you why the Chiefs ran corn dog with a little ketchup and mustard? I feel like more people are going to be inclined to listen to, oh, I wonder what he has to say about what this team could look like in the future. I know what corn dog is. It's a come inside the route, go back outside. Mahomes finds you in the corner of the end zone. We see it. It's a cool play. But I want to know is, what's he going to say about the future? And you're more than likely going to jump to an opinion of what you see fit hearing something that you might not agree completely with. It's real easy when the Chiefs are winning. And it's real easy to talk about that. But when the Chiefs start losing or they do things that you don't appreciate or like to see on the field, you then want to tune in. But then when people tend to give you cold, hard facts or they give you the reasons why, you then say, "Ah, I don't like that. You don't like it because you don't agree to it. But you're still sitting or, you know, driving on the edge of your seat going, you know what makes a good point? 
Chris Jones will be 32. I don't know if I want to pay that guy $25 million a year. That's a good point. But there's other people out there that'll be like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Chris Jones is so dominant. No, Chris Jones is dominant. Will he be dominant? There's a fine line. And I do think that people like to hear both sides of sports talk. And again, I think JJ Reddit kind of went a little egregious on this where he's like 54,000 views. First off, that's a ton. I might get 54 views of a topic. Might. Yeah, there's people that have been doing that for <laughs> yeah. years that yeah. have don't have a total of 54,000 right. views so of it's all like, of okay, their videos. 54,000 views, JJ, is still a lot of views. Now, again, I'm sure your Doc Rivers one because every single media outlet probably shared it and used it. Probably had over, I don't want to say a million, but probably at least like 250 to 300,000 views. But the thing is, is that he's also got to know what juice is worth the squeeze. Sometimes people like the, the juice but they don't like the squeeze to get it right. Some people like the end result of the conversation, but they don't like how you got there. And that's just the way that this industry is. And whether you want to adjust to it or whether you want to believe it or not, that's kind of on JJ Reddick. But to say that like, Oh, nobody listened to it and then drop a number like 54,000. Like, come on, man. Like if I got a topic that did 54,000, my boss would call me the next day and be like, sit down. What'd you talk about? We got guys out here getting 350 downloads a show. You got 54,000? What did you do? I don't know. You know, I I think this is a situation where you've got a guy in J.J. Reddick who wants to separate himself from the media, mm-hmm. but he can't because he works for ESPN. Correct. He works for the Worldwide Leader. And he is a prominent featured person on their program. Mm-hmm. You cannot divorce yourself from that. This is who you are. You are a part of this. Correct. So him trying to complain about the state of the media that he's a part of. And really, he's just mad because he was getting cooked by some people, mm-hmm. including Austin Rivers, Doc Rivers' son, about what he said about Doc. Now, if you listen to what he said about Doc, I'd. I don't think he was wrong about Doc. I think Doc is very overrated. I think he is coasted off of his one championship that he's won in his career. Mm-hmm. And, you know, good good for him for being able to go out and build a reputation that allows him to make the kind of money he has and, and coach the kind of players he does. But yeah. at the same time, he is someone that I think gave valid criticism on, uh, on, on Doc, and he got sensitive about the pushback, and yeah. it's like, if you're going to get sensitive about the pushback, you're in the wrong business. You're in the wrong business. Because right. whenever we crack on these mics and we say something we know might piss some people off, mm. it is what it is. That's part of the game. So yeah. going out here and complaining on national TV because some people didn't like what you have to say, it just comes off as a little weak. And it's like, dude, man, you've been in the business long enough to know that this is how the game is. I also think it's interesting for J.J. Reddick, too, because he's gone from being a prolific player to where everybody was just like they liked him because he was good and he was different, right? He did the he had a different, unique style. Where in college, I just always remember JJ Redick would just run a just a weird route and just go find a random blind screen three point shoot in. And I guarantee you, if you go back and ask anybody in like two thousand what four, two thousand three, you want one person to shoot you a shot for a three, you're gonna say JJ Redick. I mean, it was just, that's how good he was. And I think what he's going through is I went from this high profile player to now, I think I want to be an opinionated sports commentator instead of just your 
typical, like like Reggie Miller, right? Reggie Miller doesn't really ever say anything that people are like, did you hear what Reggie said? Reggie's just a color analyst. He's like, I was a player. Now I talk about the game. I do it. It is what it is. Whereas JJ was like, I don't want to be a color analyst. I can be one. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm going to do it for the championship. But also, like, I want to be on first things first. I want to be on first take. I want to be on somebody's show and be like, here's why they do it different. Here, If you're going to do that, like Chris said, thick skin. That's what our boss told us when I first got hired. He goes, you got to have thick skin. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. They're going to chew you up and spit you out. And there's times where I get a little bit too emotional where somebody might be like, you're an idiot or you're an ass. And that's fine. But if it's if it's well condoned, I'll I'll lean into it. If it's just out of nowhere and someone's tuning in like, who's this dumbass talking sports? I'll be like, excuse me. But if you're going to disagree with the take, you're not going to like something. It's happened tonight on the text line. It's happened on multiple nights. It's my job to understand where you might be coming from. It's also my job to understand that not everybody's going to like what we have to say. Yeah. I mean, it's like like I said, it's just like he's trying to have his cake and eat it too. Ain't happening. And it's that's not how the business works. No, it's not. It's just if you say something, there's probably going to be some – put. there's somebody somewhere that disagrees with what you have to say. Right. And that's just part of the game. And – the fact that he kind of threw this temper tantrum yeah. because he was getting pushed back on what he said about Doc Rivers, which, again, I think he was very valid what he said. God, he knew I, Stephen A. was going to get Yeah, him. oh, yeah, he knew it. He knew <laughs> yeah, it. Dude. He knew it. Stephen A.'s like, let's see yeah. how thick your skin really is because I've been doing this my whole life. Of course it is, but he gets Ooh. a little too offended too yeah. quickly on there, and it's like, man. He kind of gives it that, like, privilege vibe. Like, yeah. how dare you come after how me? How dare you disagree with me? Do you remember my college career? Yeah. You don't remember my pro career. That's you remember my college career. I'm J.J. Reddick. Yes, and that's how he carries himself. Mm. And cool. I mean that that's gonna that gives him a leg up on a lot of these other people out here. But at the end of the day, if you can't handle people roasting your ass for something you say, get out. You in the wrong business, man. State they Farm will hire cook you. you. They gonna cook you out there, especially if now. they know you sensitive about the criticism too. Yeah, they really gonna get you. Because the ass. Doc Rivers thing, you have to own that argument. Yeah, like, if you're gonna come it. out on a national te- yeah. four letter network. You're going to come out and do that because you're credible. You have all the check. You, you yeah. check all the boxes. You played for him. You're from the NBA. You do a lot of NBA work. We know you've done your homework. We know you're educated within the system. Own it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, just own it. It's, Doc it's, Rivers doesn't like it. Tough. Doc Rivers can cool. get fired again. He'll be all right. He'll be cool. Like, Save the drama for your mama. He'll, he'll get fired line. and he'll go get another job somewhere yeah, else because yeah. he's still riding that high off of that OA championship. And, it's all good. He'll and guess right. what, JJ? If you keep coming with these these good, collective, smart takes, you'll be everywhere. Yeah. Hell, you'll have your own national podcast on a satellite show somewhere. Yeah. Look at Pat McAfee. That's what he did. It might not be the truest thing in the world, but he lives by it, and he leans into it. Coming up on the other side, Justin Fields. Mm. I think I know exactly that he knows what he's doing, and I don't believe anything that he says. So we'll get into that on the other side because there's a new thing in society that I think is the biggest FU that we have because of what social media is. I'll explain on the other side why it makes sense with Justin Fields. It's Chris. I'm Dusty. You're listening after hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. After Hours with Chris Unicero and Dusty Likens. That's the vibe I get. 
Like, I need a bottle of, like, Carvassier and a cigar. And I don't even smoke nor drink Carvassier or cigars. Although I probably should drink Carvassier. Because I really like sidecars, and the main uh, alcohol in that is cognac. Yep. And I am a big fan of cognac. Yak is very good. Maybe a little too much of a fan. Because if I go to like a speakeasy or like a cocktail lounge, it is one of two drinks, Daddy. It is a sidecar or it is a dirty martini. Because if I'm going to pay 15 to $16 for a cocktail, I'm getting every ounce of my money. Yeah. And yeah. those two, I, <laughs> I do not sip those drinks and think, eh, no, no, could have been better. No. Now, maybe in the summer, hey, that's the thing. Like you can drink those drinks all year round. All year round. Um, I want to bring up a conversation because I thought it was hilarious. We'll do the out of left field question here in about 10 minutes, every night at 8 o'clock. But I want to bring up, there are times when people do things and they know exactly what they're doing. We've all dealt with people like this. Whether it's passive aggressiveness, whether it's narcissism, sociopathic traits, whatever it is. There are times when people will do things that you know damn well what they're trying to accomplish. Whether you grew up with siblings, right? Brothers and sisters. I did. I grew up with sisters. They knew how to push my buttons. I had cousins. I had friends that when they did things, I knew what they were doing. And there's also no secret that unfortunately we live in a time where a lot of things are demonstrated and defined by a social media status. I believe this to be true because when I was in high school and college, this might date me a little bit, you weren't in an official relationship until when? Until it was Facebook official. Y'all might have been dating and talking, but if it didn't say on your Facebook page, so-and-so is in a relationship with so-and-so, it wasn't real. And... There's other things that we have evolved into, like Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook is still there, TikTok is there, all this sort of thing. And I will say that the point that I'm making that compares this to the Justin Fields story is the fact that he said, just because I unfollowed someone doesn't mean that I'm still not involved. Justin Fields, you are in your 20s. You grew up in the social media world. There is not a bigger F you than when someone unfollows you. Because there are two reasons why someone unfollows you. At least from my knowledge and from what I've noticed in life. Either they can't because you have done something or you dated and they really like the other person and just the thought of seeing you or hearing you, whatever it may be, is not good energy for their life. And the other reason they wouldn't follow you is they've had enough of you. They don't want to be around you. They don't want to see you. They don't want to follow you. They don't like anything that you post. A lot of times it happens in breakups. And someone who's been through a breakup and had a lot of photos with somebody to find out that I was unfollowed and basically wiped off the face of the earth. I'm not going to lie to you. It was a little bit of one of those, like you sit back and you're like, damn, okay. It's that deep. Apparently. You got to go through and you got to delete a bunch of stuff. You got you to gotta go out of your way 
to make it known that you no longer are a part of this. And the reason we say this is because Justin Fields and follow the Bears. And this was his explanation. I really hope it doesn't cuss because I didn't listen to the audio all the way through. But he had a conversation. <laughs> I'm really serious. He had a conversation on the Browns podcast, Brothers, about why he did it. Since, wait, since we're here, hold on. But, I mean, what's we're not the, comparing. What's, no, 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 no. Since we're here. All right, come on. What's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's, what's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so seriously? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, why you why you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Mm. Like, I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG, don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. You That's know? true. That's facts. That's facts. Oh, so you're saying you mess with the Bears more now that you unfollow them? Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay, it's, okay. It's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either keep fields. We want fields. See the drive, Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over. I don't believe him. I think he knows that he's not wanted. <laughs> I think he's being a little passive and emotional and he's unfollowing a team that he's a part of. Like it'd be the same thing is if somebody were to be like, ah, oh, Dusty Likens, he's annoying. I hate his show on six ten, and I just unfollowed six ten. Like I, you just wouldn't do that. You would just not be on your phone. You would just not, you could mute things. And we know that in a time that we currently live in where social media is up there, like, by unfollowing them and being a superstar that you are, people are going to put this together and you know exactly the narrative they're going to run with. That's just the way it is. I mean, this is like the uh, the Kyler Murray situation before last season. Uh, well, before the season two years ago when he unfollowed the mm-hmm. Cardinals and deleted all pictures of the Cardinals because he was trying to get a new contract. And, mm-hmm. you know, that long and drawn-out process eventually right. followed him again after he got his money and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I do think that he doesn't want to see people pining for Caleb Williams on his social media, but the best way to do that is to just stay off of it. It's toxic. Like that's it just is. that's just how it is. If you if you don't want to see people talk about Caleb Williams, stay off of it. Yeah. Like, but he did that for a reason, I think. In part, yeah, because he didn't want to see the Caleb Williams talk, but also because I think he's done with the Bears. Yeah. And I think he wants to send a passive aggressive message that we're done. I would like to get traded or released like or whatever. Sounds like a breakup, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, he's not gonna go out and say it. Right, because a he doesn't know if for sure they're going to do it. They might mm-hmm. trade out. I think they're going to draft Caleb, but they might trade out, and they're like, "Hey, let's let's give it another go." But I think on his end, uh-huh. he is trying to send a bit of a message that, "Hey, we both know this is done. Uh-huh. Let's just end it. Move me somewhere. Get your picks, and I get a fresh start. You get a fresh start." I'm sure that's what he's thinking in that situation, and that's why he sent the message. Mm-hmm. And it look, I get it. You don't want to cause any problems, man. But if you didn't want to cause problems, you don't unfollow him because it is mm-hmm. a problem, and everyone knows it. That's You're just not the world dumb. we live in. You know, there's there's just not a bigger. I mean, no one can see phone calls coming in, but when you get this, like it rings once and it goes to voicemail. That's the fu button that we call it. The unfollow is the exact same thing because I mean, everything is media driven. If I unfriend my girlfriend, oh, I can't done. just be like, oh, well, you know, I needed a break from seeing all your pictures. 
I can't say that. You're not going to be in a relationship. Yeah, she's going to be like, what? Yeah. Or she's going to come after you and be like, so yeah. I noticed you want to follow me. What's yeah, up? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be a talk. Like, you it's know? not going to be a, well, I just, I needed a break from your pictures. Like, I can't be, that's not a valid excuse. Like, no. I was tired of seeing all your friends comment on your pictures and all that. Yeah, no, that's not a valid excuse, Like, there's, man. there are people, especially when it's your, your, like, significant other, your girlfriend, there's times where, like, I have followed people and they begin to get too much, yeah. but I still support them. I just mute them. Oh, I do it all the time. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not so petty to where I'm gonna be like, you know what? I can't take anymore. I'm done. I'll just mute you. Some people. Some people. I've muted some of my best friends because yeah. they'll give me like 15 videos on on Facebook oh, Messenger. Yeah. That's like, annoying. I love you, yeah. Tyler, yeah. but I can't. I can't keep this going. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't get on my phone every five minutes yeah. and notification, notification, notification. Yeah, it's just like, oh, someone sent you a reel. Yeah, someone sent you a picture or a photo. Yeah, no, I'm good, bro. Like, chill, bro. Right. Like. You better send some funny ass memes if you're gonna send yeah. me up fifteen memes a day. Like, right. better be some bangers in that in that inbox. But or tell me that you're thinking of me. Yeah. No, I just I like I said I miss you. I I, I hey. do think part of it is he doesn't want to see that, but I think for the most yeah. part it's like he's sending a message like, hey, we both know it's done, so let's just get this done. Right. And I think that's what it is. Somebody from the nine one three says, in fairness, you don't have a million people following you for you to be fired. He does. I got to imagine that wears on you. Yeah. The other thing, too, is I also know that I'm not in a profession where I'm a quarterback of a National League, National Football League franchise. You know what comes with it. Yeah. And when you're in that generation, that is what it is, right? Like, I can't I, – I, I get what you're saying. I don't have a million followers. I think I have 2,700, which is very low. Probably the lowest in this building. No, and, mine's is lower than yours. Okay, well, we're at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that if you're a quarterback one, because this is something that will eventually spread to another team, they'll be like, well, he didn't handle adversity very well in Chicago. Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I saw Danny Parkins' video the other day when he had a Chicago Bears jersey on and said Caleb Williams on the back. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so I mean, hey, come on, man. Uh, I just, I just think if you're going to be in this situation, if if you don't want millions of people talking yeah. trash to you on on social media, get off of it. Yeah, it's that I mean, is not hard. Social media is toxic. Yeah, from you know. Photoshop photos that tell you what is beautiful from people's opinions of political parties from anything, right? Anything. And you're either you're either okay with it or you're not, and you don't have to have it. Like Justin Fields doesn't have to have it. Yeah, he could he could also get like a a, a fake account, Correct. like a, a Finsta burner. or something. And yeah, Kevin burner. Durant did it. Yeah, but he got five. And <laughs> yeah. he, he can get a burner, and then he can just go incognito, right. and he can curate his timeline based on what he actually wants to see. What do you think the best uh, social media is? Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter sucks, but Twitter's the best for news. I At least for Insta- what we do. It's I love best. Instagram. Yeah, I mean they got there's a lot of good pictures on Instagram. Yeah, a lot of good pictures. Yeah, but yeah, I get down I, a like, rabbit hole of like Sydney Sweeney and Paige. Yeah, Sprague there's and, you. Oh, you fall down a lot of rabbit holes yeah. on Insta. Yeah, or I'll just sit there and be like, oh, this person's online. Let me yeah. see what they're up to. Not good. Uh, out of left field question coming up. I give it to you before we go to break. The out of left field question are what are some of the most commonly accepted health myths? 913-586-7610. The out of left field question. What are some of the most commonly accepted health myths? 913-586-7610. Chris Nacero, Dusty Likens, the only an hour left. Coming up next, out of left field question. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.